it's fucked. Yeah, it is. The Wire. Bernard Sama is a doctoral candidate at the University of Auckland Faculty of Education and Social Work and has recently received the Whainga Itetika Award for Social Justice for his advocacy work for refugees in Aotearoa. Upon receiving the award, he has expressed a need for Aotearoa to do more to support refugees, particularly by increasing our intake of refugees fleeing humanitarian crises and conflict. I had a kōrero with Bernard to discuss the future of refugees in Aotearoa under a new government. We also spoke about what New Zealand should be doing to better facilitate the evacuation of civilians from Gaza fleeing violence as a result of the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Could you explain briefly what Aotearoa's refugee frameworks currently look like and what the scale of refugees we accept is? At the moment, we have a number of pathways that people could be resettled in New Zealand as refugees. The dominant ones are those who come as quota refugees. And for that number, we accept about 1,500 each year. And these are usually people who have been displaced in in a part of the world, maybe in their home countries, countries in another part of the world. And then they've, they've had to spend usually a number of years, sometimes five years, six years, or even more, in, um, in a third country willing to be resettled in another part of the world. So we, we accept people from this category through the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugee. And then we have those that come in as um, asylum seekers, so usually people who may have fled persecution in their home country and then find their own way to New Zealand and after arriving here seek asylum. And if they are successful in that process, they are recognized as convention refugees. And then besides these two main categories, we also have um, family reunification categories. Who are These are persons who are uh, family members of either the quota refugees or convention refugees. Currently, we accept about um, 600 places under this pathway a year. And finally, we have the community-sponsored um, refugees who are people that they have been sponsored, who are ref- they have refugee status in other parts of the world and living there, but usually in precarious conditions, then they are sponsored by any community organization in New Zealand that has been authorized by the government to sponsor refugees, and then they can be resettled here. I think the current number is about 50 a year. So how greatly do you think we should be increasing our refugee intake by? I think uh, New Zealand as a country, we are in a very unique position to do more, especially in terms of people that have been displaced by what we're seeing in um, the Gaza with with bombs dropping in in a very tiny and small portion of a country like that encycled by Israel. So we have a very unique opportunity where we could go in just like we did in the case of Afghanistan, as well as the Ukrainian refugees, and be able to get some of those people out. Because one thing I would really like our listeners to know is that for most of the people, for many people who come here through a refugee um, quota program, that is the people that have been referred by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, which is 
technically our means, but we for refugee resettlement. Many of these people would have had to spend sometimes many years in a third country as refugees living in very precarious conditions. Sometimes the trauma that they may have experienced in their home country before fleeing is even worsened during that waiting time to be resettled in another country like peaceful country like New Zealand. But we have a very unique opportunity where we could look at what we've done for Ukrainian refugees as well as for Afghanistan refugees. We can go in and take people when they are just coming out, as we see in Gaza, and perhaps still waiting somewhere along the border between Israel and um, Egypt. If we go in and bring those people, they will have a very good start to rebuilding their lives here. Whereas if we leave them, they go through a very protracted process, maybe in Egypt if they finally succeed to get through. And then they experience various forms sometimes of discrimination and you know, other human rights abuses that they may or just lack of support during a very long period. And then we bring them here. What happens is that this... Um, things that they may have experienced in a third country then affect how they live and carry on their life and makes resettlement for them quite difficult. So that is where I think we can do, um, we can learn and look at what we've done that is, that's working and do, do just increase or look at this dimension of helping people quite at, at an early stage rather than leaving it. So if New Zealand wanted to, we would have the ability and the authority to go into Gaza and evacuate people? I think there is some politics there to be, to be ironed out. But if we have the will as a country, we definitely can always work just like it happened in, in Afghanistan. It wasn't a straightforward process just to go in and lift people out. So there is, I believe, if there is the will and the government is, wants to do that, they will be able to negotiate whether it's with the Egyptian authorities or with the um, the, the government in Israel to, to be able to, to bring those people out or even wait when they cross across into Egypt finally, which I think some may have. Um, they can, uh, those that are willing to be able to, to, to would like to resettle because I, I don't think it's every person that comes out of there that would like to to, to come to New Zealand, for instance, or go to another country. But there are also many that are interested if they if given that opportunity, I believe. So, yeah, it's just a process of negotiating with the government involved to, to be able to get them here. What more needs to be done to improve life for refugees after they reach New Zealand? There's a lot more that we can do to make life better. In terms of in Auckland in particular, what we are noticing is that um, for people that come as Porter refugees, the service provisioned is not quite right as it used to be under the Red Cross, and this is because they currently have a new provider, and under the Red Cross, they used to have, uh, the Red Cross used to have a system where when people arrive into New Zealand as quota refugees, go through the Mangri Center for uh, six weeks and then are sent out into the community. The Red Cross will put them with a volunteer that helps them over a period. Usually it can be up to six months, one year, or even more. It depends really on the volunteer that will support them to be able to pick their life 
from scratch in New Zealand and get going. But with the provider that they currently have, we are seeing gaps in this area that a lot of people are in after Mangri, they move into houses and they can't get uh, that support that they usually we, we've seen in the past that really, really helped people to, to cope well. So there's definitely room there that we could improve as well as even in terms of the numbers, if we compare New Zealand as a country, even with Australia that we criticize and they even have gone there to, to take some of their refugees that they've pushed out to Minus Island as well as PNG, Papua New Guinea. If we compare our quota at, um, how do I describe it? Is it the, the ratio per head in terms of the, the local population as well as in terms of the refugees that we bring in, we, we see that we take very minimal numbers. So we can definitely do more. The, the 1,500 that we do, there is a lot more space that we can do if we start comparing with uh, countries that we usually look at and compare other things. Australia, United Kingdom, US, Canada, you know, there is a lot more that we can do in this space to be able to add the numbers of what impact will a new government have on New Zealand's refugee frameworks? That's a very good question. One of the things that I have and, and I did more as a researcher is that when the politics and all of that was going on before uh, the election day, I took my time and went through each of the manifestos, or what we would call the, the, the documents that each party has re- released in terms of how it would work with immigration, work with um, refugee communities and other vulnerable groups in New Zealand. And I was a bit um, knocked back or really disappointed when I looked at the new government that we're about to have, including even the, 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 the one that will be partnering with, that is um, the, the APT party and national, if I may be precise. I couldn't find something on their manifestos that clearly says this is what we intend to do in a refugee space and, you know, really laid out. Whereas if I looked at the green, for instance, I was happy to see that they have something that they acknowledge that this is people, things that we can do, we can support people from this background. So in terms of that, if I go by their manifestos and what they put out to be able to get their votes, then I'm really skeptical on how well they will do to to, to help people from this background. And these criticisms as well even go to, to the Labour Party. So I looked at their manifesto and I couldn't see that clear indication of what is it they're offering for people from refugee background or what they might do in that space. So yeah, thank you. So, so I am a bit skeptical. I'm not sure where they will go because they haven't put it out there for us to vote. Apart from the green that clearly laid it out, what they'll be doing in that space, yeah. That was Bernard Sama, recipient of the University of Auckland's Te Whainga Itetika Award for Social Justice for his work in refugee advocacy, speaking to me about Aotearoa's refugee frameworks and how they can be improved.